0: Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, and we have a bit of a disorganized week, and we have a lot of stuff going on because, you know what, hey, it's the holidays, and we're working hard and and getting checks and, and buying gifts, so that's what we do this time of year, but you know what else happens this time of year? We have hot stove baseball, and we got football to talk about. We got a little bit of NBA. We're even going to talk about some Christmas movies, but before we do anything else, I think there's some pretty relevant baseball news. Let's start off. With Mr. Anthony Rendon. Mr. Brown, what happened? He's now an
0: angel. Is he? <laughs> Joining Mr. Trout. And I, Is that not the best 3-4 uh, I mean, combo it, in the league now, I would still, say? They still have pudgles. They still have pudgles. Who too, cares right? about
1: him? I'm just saying they still he, have pudgles. He's project-
2: right? projected to hit in the six hole now. Right.
1: So pudgles in the I, I don't
2: think he'll bat that high.
1: You got Otani. You got Trout. You have now Rendon. Who else do they have?
2: Who's their second baseman? Kozar or something like that. They got uh, like a 2 through 6 actually. They just got traded to the Giants.
1: Anyway, their their lineup overall looks pretty solid. Is it going to matter though? You you said earlier in the year that their new manager, the new skipper, he might have a four of a 6. So what what happens now with
0: Rendon? What happens with him? Oh,
1: yeah. Are they going to be a playoff team?
0: I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team. I'd like to see what happens with Houston. Or if they? Are they going to give them any sanctions for, you know, their version of the Patriots <laughs> spygate? But I mean, we'll see what happens with Houston. I think Oakland will be there. We know the Mariners won't. I, I, I think that the uh, it is what it is. I think I think that the Angels could be a wild card contender.
1: Even without not doing anything to improve their pitching. Oh, it's not
0: over yet. It's not. They're they're in the running for some pitching still. They're they're in the market for Corey Kluber.
2: Yeah. Artie Moreno is willing to spin. New manager. When you look at what they have, it's almost uh, they have improved what Houston has lost or is projected to lose. They already lost Garrett Cole. There's uh, talk of trading uh, Correa. I mean, you could get better. Almost because the other team in your division that dominates it gets worse, and who else is your competition? The A's, because I mean the Rangers and the Mariners are both not very good.
1: All right, and, and that's fine. But like, like going to pitching for a second, so you just mentioned Garrett Cole, and what what was that? Three hundred twenty million. Three twenty four for
2: nine. Yep. I mean,
1: as a pitcher, that's that's freaking ridiculous. He's ridiculous. averaging
2: about one million dollars per start. If he, you know, uh,
1: it's healthy all year. $6,000 $6, uh, $6, a pitch. After about
0: like four that. years, they're going to be regretting that deal, if not sooner. Because, like,
1: I, I don't – is there a – there's some type of clause in that, though, isn't there? Can't they get out of it toward the
0: end? But he's got an opt-out after five. It's, he's got out an And opt-out. he has a full no-trade clause. Well, why the hell would he opt-out of that deal? Exactly. Unless he really goes in and kills it and uh, – the market even jumps even more but i don't know how he's that, going to get like 40 a year at that point <laughs> yep. did you see who else the yankees are targeting right now mr hater mr Hader. but uh he's uh, been the top reliever in the national league for 3 years running but i was watching uh, mlb network before the show and they there are everybody's worried about his workload he's probably got the highest workload i don't have the numbers in front of me for of course right he's not even a closer he comes in in high-leverage situations no matter what inning they he are does. and does multiple innings. But would the Yankees have to use him that way? I mean, I'd say they would use him as a leverage weapon like he's been used.
2: I don't he'd think be a, been, they don't need him to be a closer, per se. He'd be a 7 guy. You get your last nine outs of the game or your last seven outs, whatever, between him and Aroldis because you can go to Aroldis for the last out of the eighth if you need to. You
0: said what now? They trot him out there a lot. They oh, it do. is The Brewers
1: lot. do. So, I mean, is it the miles on the tires, or is he going to be able to still go like
0: that? I think the Brewers are scared of his uh, durability, you know, down the stretch, and I'm thinking they don't want to pay him anyway. Well, if you're going well, to trade him, now's the time to trade Yeah, they're him. trying to – it's always best to get it, like, a year early. It's what the Patriots always do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course, we got to tie back but to
0: that. real quick, back to the Angels. Uh, like, I think, like – We've talked about Trout, and he's been a wasted commodity there. Best player in the league. Best player in Never sniff in October baseball. Nope. Getting Rendon, somebody there to protect him. I mean, just think if they would, like, allow him to participate in October baseball, how fun that would be for baseball. And it would be great for ba- the game, period. Well, because he,
1: you know, he may not have the most larger-than-life personality, but he's still a pretty fun guy. Like, I enjoy listening to him, his interviews, all that kind of stuff. But we just don't get to see him on the stage. And a lot of us, like here on the East Coast, you know, most don't know who Trout is because you're not watching 10 o'clock Angels games. It's just but the way it is.
2: That's a thing. And even last year, Rob Manfred was saying how he should be more in the public eye, maybe helping the game And to that degree. Like you just said, his personality isn't the biggest, but we know every guy on the Dodgers because they're there every year. So that West Coast bias – it only exists if you're on a team that's not playing postseason baseball. That's
1: true. But the Dodgers are always in the postseason. That's the yeah. biggest difference.
2: I mean, I, I'm i a diehard Mariners fan, but Mike Trout's the greatest player of our generation by far. It'd be okay. nice to see him have some October moments. It's a
0: distant second for the next guy. I mean, Who is the next guy? <laughs> I mean, it rotates every year, and he's the one consistent. <laughs> There's you know nobody what I mean? even close. Like right? this year was Bellinger. I mean, but it's been different every year. Right. So, I mean, like the Yankees, though, they've got to be the clear favorite for the East. Um, with that uh move to get Cole and the Red Sox are looking actually to substra- uh, subtract. They're trying to trade they're trying David. To Price. Trade people yep. yeah. Um Yeah,
1: they do what you know what's funny is like we make a big contract as Boston
0: and ooh that's a mistake now but it didn't stop the Yankees right. from overpaying for Garrett Cole. Well, now they're trying to get under the luxury tax. Boston is and uh you know they had a rough year last year. So I don't think Tampa Bay can we say that two years running now they've had a good season but <laughs> I don't know how they're going to keep keep keeping up, they no. just don't have the same talent.
1: Now are they still are the Red Sox still looking to move Mookie Betts.
0: I've heard the rumors they're trying no. to trade him. I think they will too.
1: And then, uh, completely off topic, this is more in the central. I saw where the Indians are talking about moving Lindor.
2: Yeah, he's if on they there. get the right offer. And then the Rockies and who just signed gone. And
1: are talking about moving him. Yeah. Like everything's at play here. Like
2: it's. I love it, hot stuff. Every <laughs> team is looking to move their big, high-priced player, even if he's good. Other than the Yankees, who are like, you know what? We didn't win a World Series. We didn't. We didn't win a World Series for an entire decade. For the first time in hundred years, we're buying everybody.
0: It's kind of weird that they're going back to this because yep. they, they went away. Right? They had this long stretch where they they weren't like this and actually did it like everybody else and developed their farm system. And we're and still they, okay. And they have a great farm system. And a lot of these players they currently have are homegrown yep. with the exception of a few trades. But, I mean, I think it's the point where this little window that keeps getting bigger for the world champ, last championship and they're like, you know what, screw it, we're the Yankees. We're just going to outspend <laughs> like we used to do. Yep. Do it the what, Yankee way. Like what? How long has it been since they've been a World Series champion? It's been over 10 years, right? 2009? Nine? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, 2009. So it's know. like – Land and he hasn't seen a Yankees World Series in his
2: lifetime. Wait a minute,
1: hey Siri, when's the last time the Yankees won the World Series? The Yankees won the World Series. 2009. Good job, Biggie. I'm proud yeah, of you. So they it's been a, it's been a
0: decade. So that's unacceptable for Yankees uh, fans and their own self-imposed rules here. So yeah. they, they they've got to get one in here. They got to get back in the saddle, baby. Evil they empire the Empire is the back. Brenner
1: used to do it. Everybody's getting paid. It's Just like the million-dollar man used to say,
0: everybody's, everybody's got, a got a price. price. <laughs> 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 I think, talking about the the Yankees' version and the National League, the Dodgers, I mean, it's got to be a complete bust so far for their offseason because... It's still so early. I mean, it's early, but the big names are coming off the board here. I mean, like they're still looking at possibly a Donaldson, per se, or maybe trading for a Lindor. But, I mean, they've got to do something. The, the fans are getting restless, especially with their streak of winning division titles and not doing anything.
1: Well, the winter meetings are over, so now you're not going to hear as much buzz as you were because you don't have all the reporters around all the decision makers le- leaning in and listening. Like, it was great with Rendon. Like, I'm getting messages on my phone like, it can happen tonight. And then, like, we're talking to each other, and then, like, within a half hour. It was quick. Came done the it's done.
2: Well, the Dodgers were all in on Garrett Cole. Now they lost out. They're looking at Mad Bum, potential, uh, trade think Cluver was with the Angels. There's no way.
1: I, I think I think his asking price is going to be higher than what people are willing to spend because of his age. I would not be surprised if he goes back to the Giants and he goes as a legacy
0: player. And isn't no. that what the Giants do? They overpay for old players. They, right? That's their yeah. strategy. And you want to shake work,
1: your head no at me? It works That's, so well. It's, I'm not saying no. it's working. He can join I'm Evan
0: just, Longoria. I'm just saying he's going back the, to the, the Giants. The panda. The <laughs>
1: panda. I mean,
0: come on. God, that guy's a slob. So his who, belly's who are the big so names big left it's got out juice have all over about. it. We <laughs> got we got Donaldson, we got uh Mad Bum. Uh Dede just signed not a Dede's huge name. Phillies,
2: Phillies. Yep. Uh Chris Bryant's in play for a trade. Well, yeah, if well that's trade. the
1: thing. There's all these guys that trade for play, uh at trade. At play for trades. Um I, I think uh some other big names out there. Uh I can't ever say his name right for the Cubs. Casta um Castanellos. Yeah. Is that right? Did I say it right? Somebody, Somebody give me right, a gold star. He,
0: he's a good hitter, but he's a liability in the field. He, is. he probably needs to go to the AL where S- he can DH.
1: Speaking of, you also have uh, Marcel Ozuna out there. He's another one
0: that's you know, but that's a good
1: bat in the mm-hmm. lineup.
0: I've heard that if Atlanta doesn't sign Donaldson, they're going to fall back onto him. But there's a lot of people looking at Ozuna right now because right.
1: they feel like he's one of the value guys. You can overpay, but not a lot compared well, to some of these others.
0: Here's another thing to consider too, because everyone's kind of scared to throw a fourth year at Donaldson, but because he's 34. It would be paid through his age 37, 38 season. But uh, uh, the National League's proposed to have a DH by 2021. Which we hope doesn't happen. Which which I don't want it to happen, but if they're thinking it's a good chance, they're going to throw an extra year potentially and just be able to DH the guy. All
1: right, so for all these uh, people out there who are listening and they're thinking, why are they talking about baseball in December? Guys, you know, flip on the MLB Network. Watch Hot Stove just for a hot minute. Uh, but something else I wanted to bring up before we migrated away from baseball. Baseball, of all major sports, has essentially taken weed off the table and has actually taken some other steps to do some things. So the news that came out this week is Major League Baseball, even down to the minor league level, is not testing for uh, natural marijuana, synthetic and all that stuff still bad for you, and even removing from the minor leagues, but have put in place testing for opioids, cocaine, um, you know, synthetic drugs and things like that. So, I mean, what's your take on baseball making this as their approach and how they're handling it? And on top of that, just in case you didn't know, if you're found, you know, failing one of these tests, say if you fail something because you're on an opioid, then your first uh, recourse is they send you to treatment. You only get suspended if you don't do the treatment.
2: I like their process and how they're handling the violation because if you take someone who – Violates a policy and you immediately suspend them, they're probably not going to change what they're doing regardless of whether they were intentionally doing it or they got you know hooked into something. Give them that opportunity to correct their way and still play. I like the uh, approach they have there.
0: Isn't it kind of crazy that baseball is the sport that's leading the way in this yeah, area? They're, they're the ones that like, are taking like, the wheel. Why isn't it the NBA? I mean, because. Or the, the, the NFL. I mean, it's like crazy that baseball, the most traditional. Here's my air quotes again for everybody who can't see That's say right. It. Air quotes from Mr. Brown. I mean, how is baseball the sport that's doing and pioneering this? But I, I feel they like. They owe
1: us after they screwed up the last stuff with testing.
0: I guess. Because, <laughs> you know, turning the blind eye. with you <laughs> talking about the vampire and McGuire? Yeah, correct. All right. So, uh,
1: I'll track was going to say. I apologize. I derailed you. We were talking about how they're now the forefront of this. They're the ones taking charge. They're making the change for the good here, at least the perceived good. Well, all these other sports, these contact sports, not the traditionalist with Major League Baseball, uh, they're the ones that aren't you know anywhere near what baseball is
0: doing. Well, I'm kind of shocked though because. You got all these states that are, you know, it's legal now, recreational, you know. So to me, it should be, it shouldn't be included in the drug test anyway. Because if you can be in all these states that you're in and it's legal, and you're able to do it, I mean, that's the, that's your choice. That's my opinion. I mean,
1: I get places that test for marijuana because of workplace safety. You don't want someone driving power equipment that's high. I get that, uh, even though they don't test necessarily for alcohol, and that's probably worse if you're driving a forklift or something like that. But the thing for me is you know, it's not performance enhancing. It's not making you a better player. I don't think so. I mean, maybe there's some arguments out there that I'm just so chill when that fastball's coming. It's like it's crawling to me, man. There's nothing wrong with it, Boomer. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. (laughs) But, hey, hats off to Major League Baseball for making a good decision, I think. That's all I wanted to say. And you know what? We put that on the the page today, and we got some feedback about it. And overwhelmingly, I would say 98% of the people thought it was a good move self-admittedly we haven't really talked that much about the NBA I'm a little distraught because I made that bold prediction at the beginning of the year that James Harden was going to miss 1200 shots and right now he's only on pace for about 1130 so I'm a little upset that he's actually playing a little uh, above where he's at and that's even if he only plays 82 games so I don't think my bold prediction is going to come true but right now, I think if you look around the league, to be honest with you, the two teams that are just far and away better than everybody else, it's, uh, as much as I hate to say it, the LeBron, uh, Lakers, and then Milwaukee. You know, still still there, you know. You said
0: it wrong. It's A.D. and the Lakers. Let's oh, be sorry. clear. A.D. and the Lakers. Anyway, A.D. and the Lakers. Until he misses about 30 games. Correct.
1: <laughs> so, what What are they? Last time we checked, they're like 22-3, and three, something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous, but the the question we're putting out there to a lot of people is: Is there any chance in hell that they can actually beat the Warriors' regular season record? Can they get to that seventy three win plateau?
0: Gotcha. Lakers are already twenty games over five hundred. It's crazy. Twenty games over five hundred right now.
1: But but right now, if you did the math, they're not really projected to beat that
2: um, that record. Well, the thing that both teams have done to this point, when they had their uh, long winning streak because they're beating the teams they should. They've beaten a lot of under 500 teams, so I think that the rate, the record, is a little inflated right now. Not that they won't both be the one seed in their conference, but they'll meet some tougher competition in the second half of the season, and I think they'll come back to earth a little bit.
1: Well, we look like dumbasses right now because I think we all were sitting there saying the Lakers would be lucky to be a top four pick or top four uh, seed in the playoffs, and they're definitely it's a long
0: season, but they do have a nice uh pad got, right now. They got a cushion. They only got four-game lead over the Clippers, but I, I don't think either team will have a chance to challenge a record. Not even close. Um, I think the Bucks actually have a better chance than the Lakers because they play in the Eastern Conference.
1: Well, plus their guys play every night too.
0: Yeah, and they don't take the days off. I think that either AD is going to get hurt or they'll do some load management crap and the Lakers will kind of cruise into the playoffs.
1: I mean, how, how can anyone win 70 games again, let alone 73 with the way they do the load management now?
2: Uh, Like you said, Chad, the only team that really has a chance to me is Milwaukee because their guys play every night. With the cushion that L.A. is building right now, whether it be injury or load management, there's no way they get to 70.
1: I mean, how do you fix this problem in basketball? I mean, because for the fans it's a problem, especially if you're buying a
0: ticket and you're putting your ass in the seats. And you're going to see these guys. And what makes it worse is the NBA's done a better job of scheduling where there's not as many back-to-back games and they're still sitting out.
1: I mean, it's like as it's, it's soon as there's a back-to-back, immediately somebody's sitting there. It's ridiculous.
2: Did like, you see what uh, Adam Silver came out with? I don't know if they've implemented this or it's going to go into play next season. I, don't but know, I
1: know they've tried talking about a bunch of things. So yeah. what is this?
2: So for load management, you cannot sit a guy on a road game. For load management you can only do it in a home game
1: I, that's trying to put the fans in mind right
2: yep and the other part of it was it has to be a clear and obvious injury you can't sit a guy how in a home gonna, game how, calling how it load that management that, and saying he's got a sore knee
1: you know what's gonna happen everybody's got damn sore ha- i almost dropped the f-bomb right there i'm so mad <laughs> everybody's gonna have F and hamstring issues because yep. ain't no x-ray gonna show up anything well, not only and- that
0: oh i've got i've got a code today I can't go out game. there. Yeah. I've got the code game. I'm just but only I'm on not playing. So you can't play game the game,
2: it's good enough to go
0: bowling. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's the NFL though. That's a little different. But uh, it's a mess.
1: And 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 if people want to know why ratings are down in the NBA, well guess what? I can give you a pretty good idea why. You people want to say it's because we don't have super teams and things like that. But I, I guess my question is Is one of the things they need to look at is shortening the season? Is 82 games too long? Has it become archaic in the way that the the game is played now?
2: I don't believe so. 82 has always been a good fit. I think that the players have changed so much it makes it an unwatchable sport unless, I don't know, the game has just changed so much, your your demographic's got to change. Your guys like us, we're – more dinosaurs. I can't watch the NBA anymore. I'm only 38. I don't know why they're so tired. All they're doing is jacking up
0: threes. They're not even driving to the basket. And they're not even playing defense. So why? what's wrong with 82? I think we should make
2: it 90. Do you I mean, guys remember when we were kids <laughs> and they had the NBC game of the week? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like oh, a regular season Bessie's game? Music? With Marv Albert. But everybody played. <laughs> and it and they went hard in... December, January, February. Those we guys grew up with that. Born so we're kind of built differently. They just
0: I, yeah. were. It was like, the, like the load management crap. It's just like even a guy on a bad team, he's going to go out there and play because he wants to get his stats because he had pride. Like mm-hmm. this year, for example, uh, Draymond Green, I have him on, on my fantasy team and they have all these injuries. He should be killing it but he's taking all these games off just because he don't want to go out there and get his ass kicked. Well, yep. that's
1: because they're trying to get that number one draft pick. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, there's no pride. And, you know, that that's really what it comes down to. And what's crazy is, like, we're just, you know, three, you know, out of shape, older guys sitting here talking about it. But, you know, we would all kill for the opportunity to play 82 games a year. And I get injuries happen and things like that, but – you know, it's, it's kind of like, have you lost the feel of the crowd? Have you lost that electric feeling of when you walk onto the floor that you're playing in front of thousands of people and, and millions watching around the world that that's why you're doing it. You're there for the fans who are paying your salaries.
0: It's more like dozens and dozens around the world.
1: <laughs> that's how it is right in, in now. today's you look NBA at the ratings, games.
0: Yeah. But it's,
1: it's <laughs> freaking terrible. And, and – you know, it's just it's just a different mindset. They don't play defense now. And I, I hate to be like, okay, Boomer, I'm Boomer. I get it. I, I watch a college basketball game. These kids are 18, 19, 20 years old. Is it not a completely different dynamic watching them play? And you see sweat, blood, and tears, and hustle in every freaking play. It doesn't kids matter diving if it's diving on the floor. doesn't matter if it's the elite teams or not. It can be Duke. It can be Stephen F. Austin. But they're going to give you everything they got.
2: You know the thing, too? A lot of people talk about uh, loan management. Now we grew up with Michael Jordan, love him or hate him. At 40 years old, a guy was playing all 82 games. And I've heard people say, well, you know, he retired. How many times he retired? Okay, here's the thing. The superstar of our era played all 82 games, practiced hard, so hard. He had teammates punching him in the face. He was punching them in the face. He just loved the game, loved being there. The athletes now have been on such a higher platform for so long that you'll have LeBron James say, well, and the 2011 finals against the Mavs, I just – a lot going on. Kind of lost the love of the game, da-da-da. It's such a different generation. We can't expect the same out of these guys. I, now,
1: now, real quick, though, I will say this. I, I cannot stand LeBron James. He does not take games off. He, he shows up for the majority of the games. He doesn't do the load management. However – if you ever want to see somebody do load management while playing a game, I think LeBron James is the poster child for that. If you want to watch somebody be on the floor who's getting minutes but is exerting zero energy at all, he is the poster child. Just on one side of the floor.
0: He, he'll get his shots.
1: Yeah, he'll get his shots. But on defense, he's just gonna—he's just there.
0: All right, since we're all boomers, can we go ahead and get into this yeah, because legendary a, post?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's live in fantasy world. Since we just shit all over the NBA about how terrible it is, you know, if we could fix it. You know, we would fix it by doing some magic with some legends and putting them on current teams to see if we could bring some reality back,
2: right?
0: Right, absolutely. So, so we what put, you got? We put a post up, who wins the chip with the franchise legend in his prime uh, on a current team, right? So they, they showed the Sixers with AI, with Embiid and Simmons. You had Dirk with uh, your boy. I feel like AI would eat them alive. Oh, it will be, be great though to see, you know. And you got uh, Dirk, the unicorn, and Luca. That like, that's some great spacing yeah, that's my, a, that's a
1: european domination oh, that's right that's
0: a there. nice that's a nice little uh, tandem there there
1: might be a communist takeover oh. from western europe then Eastern you got europe.
0: then you got uh Giannis, you got uh, uh kareem and you got middleton which middleton kind of brings it down a little yeah, bit yeah i mean middleton's
1: like the also ran and i don't i don't know kareem's a laker to me
0: exactly and then you got uh, d wade and butler and some random white dude who carol miner <laughs> no yeah <laughs> Ronnie like some white dude with bad hair we, he don't even he's not even he don't even count Birdman. and oh you're killing me <laughs> we got the raptors with vince carter and uh lowry and then uh siakam which, i like
2: that pascal that, that's
0: a lot of length right there now yeah. the lowry ruins it i think and, I don't like and lowry. the obvious choice is kobe with lebron and ad which, I don't know how you touch that I don't
1: even know how you like I guess we're doing it just off of the current year and everything but like still guys have you had one
0: legend with current players who hadn't even played a whole
1: year together yet
0: well, I mean yep I still know. I
1: just I just don't like it
0: I mean they could have added Shaq that would have been odd, right. instead of Kobe. But whatever. I like Shaq. Then you got CP three, you got uh, Kawhi, and you got Paul George. That'd be a good team. Yep. CP three in his prime. In his prime before he his legs fell off. And you got Le- Larry Legend on the Celtics with Tatum and uh, Kimba. Oh, that
1: would be formidable because I feel like he would coach them
0: up even more too. Yeah. He'd make them
1: scrappy. <laughs>
0: and then, if not for uh, Westbrook, which ruins it for me, then you got the Beard Westbrook and the Dream. For the Rockets, mm. if it wasn't for Westbrook, I, I'd almost rather have Kenny Smith there Kenny the with Jet.
1: Harden. Hell, give me uh you know Sam Cassell.
2: Clyde Drexler was Burn there for a Maxwell. year and a half, huh? <laughs> Clyde Drexler was there for a year and a half. Put him in there.
0: He was there long. Well, enough, right? I, I'm we're, I'm I'm losing my mind. We gotta have one legend and two current players. Okay, I'm coming down to your old level now. We're not taking Dream off, so the Dream stays with Harden, and you almost just ah. Uh, Go with Clint Capella, <laughs> Twin Towers, and P.J. Harden. Tucker. It's pretty bad. We're shitting on Westbrook that bad, but he just – he just I don't know. Does he make you better? Absolutely not. No. Officially
2: the worst three-point shooter in the history of the league now. Stats so lie, ugly. Man.
1: Stats ugly. lie, and I don't mean that way for the team. So, I mean his triple-doubles
0: lie. In all seriousness, if you had to pick one of these teams, who would you pick?
1: I mean, it clear it's the Lakers? it'd probably be the Lakers, and I hate that because they're not my favorite players, but I do like the Celtics one
0: a lot. So, if any team you'd like to see him play, it'd be the Celtics? And the Lakers. That's yeah, who you want that, the Lakers Yeah, to play. because that oh, would be Oh, you're going to
2: forget about the Mavs? That's basic? No, that, that'd that be my I'd third. like that one, too. I'd that'd like, be my third. I'd go Mavs, Lakers. You'd give me those I'd incarnations with him in
1: there. I'd rather see Larry Bird match up with LeBron because everybody says LeBron would beat these guys who were plumbers back in the day. I'd like to see
2: that. Here's the thing that any great basketball player throughout the generation has said is that a great basketball player beats a great athlete every time. Larry Bird's a great basketball player. Absolutely.
1: You know, it wouldn't be Christmas if we didn't at least talk a little bit about some holiday spirit. And I'm going to tell you straight up, I freaking
0: hate Christmas music.
1: I can't stand it. Like, I don't know if you guys have a favorite Christmas song
0: or anything like that.
1: I can't stand any of
0: them. I like oh Holy Night." That's oh. that's mine.
1: All right. Well, that's thanks for keeping it tasteful. Yeah. that's good. I mean, I I will take Grandma gets run over by a reindeer. Well, oh, I hear you. I second that. But but I can't stand it. And I don't know if it's because of the type of work I'm in, where I hear the holiday music all the time. Don't give me that night. crap. No, I, I hear it all day long. I'm done
0: with it. You know I, why? I should be the anti Christmas guy here.
1: No, well, that's true. But the thing is, like, as much as I hate Christmas music, you know what I love? I freaking love a good Christmas movie. Because I feel like it's different. You're not forcing it on my third. I'm deciding to sit down and watch it.
0: There's some good Christmas movies. What are some of your favorites? Obviously, National Lampoons. I have a soft spot for Elf for some reason.
2: Hey, Will Ferrell's hard to beat. That's then, prime Will Ferrell, too. Yeah,
0: and then Home Alone's a good one. There's, there's a bunch of good ones.
2: One. Yeah, there's so many out there. I'm just glad that Die Hard is officially a Christmas movie.
1: Well, thank you, We Don't Know Sports Nation, for putting that to rest. So, we called on them to try to help us, you know, determine what the best Christmas movie is. Now, unilaterally, the three of us, we think the number one Christmas movie of all time is. National Lampoons. Lampoons. Yeah, I mean, are you serious, Clark? Clark? I'm kidding. It doesn't get any better than
0: that. but Just all the one-liners.
1: It's, I mean, it's, it's one of the most quotable movies of all. Time.
0: When when we went and cut down our tree, me and the kids and Rhonda, uh, we had matching Christmas vacation shirts that had quotes on there. That's fantastic. And what my, does your shirt say? Mine said... Uh, no, actually, we got to say Rhonda's first. Hers was like...
1: Uh, hey, Sparky.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, her shirt says... <laughs> Grace, she passed away 30 years ago. And my shirt says, they want you to say grace. The blessing. <laughs> the blessing. So it was matching shirts when we cut down our tree. That, so. that is pretty good.
1: Where did you get those
0: at? Uh, she ordered online somewhere. Oh,
1: that, that's fantastic. So, I mean, you know, we, we put we put together a bracket. And, and it was our number one seed. You know, we did 16 films. And, you know, we we got some, you know, just when we posted the bracket, we got well, some Well,
0: we all ranked our top ranked movies top and then you and you came up with a uh, right. average ranking. Yeah, it was
1: a weighted ranking, you know, so the higher you ranked it, the more points it got. So between the 3 of us, we did our bracket, and you know, so since we all had National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation number 1, right. it came out as the number 1 seed, to which most people, you know, have appreciated and and that's that's, you know, holding up so Not far. much not
2: much you can argue there about that being
1: the one and, seed
0: you going to go into the matchups, but that it,
1: I'm, I'm going to,
0: but go ahead. No, I was just going to say at the matchups we've done so far, it's obviously uh flexed. It's this ain't no one versus 16 that's going to fall 95% like approval of the number one ranking right, so far because we're not idiots and it's, know it's first round matchup. Chris-
1: we know what a good Christmas movie is, we we stack the brackets to be. A resemblance of a March Madness bracket, if right. you will. And
2: the and, ratings ever showed that on a couple.
1: Right. And, and I'm sorry, but Office Christmas Party, as good as it is, it's no UMBC. <laughs> you know, it's not taking down Virginia. uh uh-uh. It's not happening. I think last time we checked, it was 95% to 5%, right?
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, but like anybody who hasn't seen Office Christmas Party, it is a great movie just to watch and unwind and enjoy it. It's funny for what it is. I mean, it made the list. It just... It made the list! It
1: made the list!
0: But it's a great movie. It's not a classic, obviously, but it's got some good actors in it, and it's got some funny moments.
1: Speaking of classics, we decided to cut out classics like Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, Uh, White Christmas. How much crap have we caught for that? Zero. None. Nobody cares about your old movies. Quit just saying the politically correct thing about, oh, it's a good movie because... You know, we like we like hearing Jimmy Stewart, like, oh, I want
0: to live, God. I don't want to jump off the bridge. <laughs> I don't think any of those folks know how to even use a computer, so I think and we're they, safe.
1: That's why we're not getting any heat. There you go. But to break down the brackets, you know, I'm just going to tell you what some of my, like, more precarious situations may be here. So, I, well, before I get into that, what, what are the ones we already had? We had a nightmare on Elm Street versus... Elm um,
2: Elm Street. Oh, you Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas Street. versus uh, A <laughs> Christmas Gerger Story. Tim
1: Allen. I believe A Christmas Story was. Versus The Santa Claus. And I thought A Nightmare oh, Before God. Christmas was going to win. And it did not. The Santa Claus won pretty easily.
0: I'm very disappointed in that, for the record.
1: And, and I like the Santa Claus, and I like the Nightmare Before Christmas. I just thought with some of our youthful internet users out there that a Nightmare Before Christmas would carry a little bit more weight than it did.
0: It was in Nightmare Before Christmas was a nine seed, Santa Claus was an eight seed, and uh, Santa Claus got about two thirds of the votes.
1: Which I mean, to me, for an eight-nine matchup. That's pretty good. That's, that's kind a, of a runaway. That's for Nate a decisive nine. win.
2: It's like a 62 48 game between two teams that <laughs> finished seventh in a big power conference. So, have you seen both of those? I've seen uh, Santa Claus. I've not seen all of Nightmare Before Christmas. Too much singing for you? I can only do so much for Halloween. A little, you know, light the loafers. <laughs> like, Somebody said it was a
1: Halloween movie, not a Christmas it's movie. It's clearly
2: not. I don't
1: know. Clearly not one.
2: Halloween movie. I like right. more Christmas Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah,
1: it's in the title. It's about. It's about. I got from Halloween Town wanting to be a part of Christmas.
0: I, see, I love Tim Burton. I love it.
1: We didn't put Batman Returns on here. That's a Christmas movie. That's a Tim Burton. That movie. don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Is All right. Christmas.
0: So we, that was that was a runaway. That was an upset for you then.
1: All right. So I wh- mean, for me personally. Okay. So we had Frosty the Snowman versus A Christmas Story. That was not a runaway.
0: No, yeah, it was sixty-seven percent. Oh, it was. I'm sorry, but it's three versus fourteen, which I don't know how Frosty was a fourteen seed. But I think a lot of people share your sentiment, Mister Frosty. I picked Frosty the Man. right? Uh because and,
1: and 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 you picked. So when you did your rankings, a Christmas story was like a ten, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. All things considered, if TBS hadn't ruined this for me, it's it's probably a top three overall for me initially. But it's wore out. It's it just killed me. I mean like I do love the scene with the flagpole and his tongue getting stuck. I love when he he beat the shit out of the bully. He had yellow eyes. Yeah, I love I love the leg lamp. There's so many great moments in that movie but it's just ruined you and i feel like it's forced and they kicked him down a slide at the, at the at the the mall <laughs> oh, santa <laughs> there's so many good the, moments the
2: you know moment in that that resonates the most with me is the word he says that you don't hear we were all at that point <laughs> fudge. no
0: the fudge oh,
2: fudge okay. what what <laughs> what
1: about I'm sorry, and this is going to be quasi racist, so I apologize to our Asian listeners out there. But tis
0: the season to be jolly, I mean, hasn't everyone went to a Filipino uh, steakhouse on Christmas Eve? I
1: mean, and they cut the head off the duck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? That's what that's what the holidays are all about. It's acceptance of other mm. cultures. Anyway, A Christmas Story surprisingly ran away. Ran away. Which I, I'd see that would happen. Right, so, those were yesterday's games.
0: We had one more. Games matchup. Oh, yeah. It sorry. It was today's. Sorry. Today's oh,
1: yeah. we had. Um, what was today? Christmas
0: Vacation Office Party, 95 to 5. Right, that killed was ran it. Away. And then we had uh, number 6, Bad Santa, against number 11, Gremlins. All right, where are we at on that right now? Because that was close. Uh, right now, it's 56% for Bad Santa. All right. Yeah, and Bad Santa was Bob, yeah. Was, was Bad Santa a five seed? Six.
1: Six seed. Six and 11. So they're the favorite, but Gremlins is hanging in
0: there. Gremlins is hanging.
2: But
1: Gremlins has only got like, what, an hour left to try to come up with this?
0: Nine hours. Oh, okay.
1: So they got...
2: They got it. Yeah, it was so, a full
0: 24 hours I hate everyone was just putting It's Gremlins I'm like, vote, please, you gotta vote Don't just put it in the
2: comments <laughs> That, <laughs> that don't count. count It takes more effort to put it in the comments than it does to click on well, the... Just push the picture yeah. Just push on Gizmo, It's they so can't... cute Bright light <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's killing me
1: Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things as we started making this bracket Like, I didn't realize how great some of these movies were I'm like, oh yeah, Gremlins is a Christmas movie It's fantastic so the remaining matchups we're going to have Elf versus a Christmas Carol mm. Scrooge came up with a fob seed promise somehow.
0: I love Bill Murray.
1: And, and I think that's what it did. And then it's going against Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So that could be an upset.
0: Remember in Scrooge he was had a little mouse and he's like, "Well, just staple it to his little hand." <laughs> 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 that was
1: great. So, I do
0: you you feel yeah.
1: like Scrooge can get upset by Rudolph?
0: Ah, uh, that could go either way. Ru- I mean, doesn't a 12 usually beat a def- 5? You uh, said a 5 and a 12? Yeah. That's a strong 12 seed. And you know? a
1: 12 beats a 5, man. We know this from history.
0: I think Rudolph carries way more weight than Frosted.
1: I agree. I, I had some people get upset about us
0: pitting um, Home Alone
1: and the Polar Express against the other. Right, that's that's going to be a runaway. It's a 2 versus a 15. I think the 2 story. I can't let with
0: Polar that. Express should be a 15, but it's not going to win.
1: That's my fault
0: because I hate the Polar Express. That's well, because you clearly have Menelkins. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's a marketing tool developed against young boys to like trains. That's all I got to say about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to indoctrinate the children.
0: All right, so explain to them how this is going to go for the rest of these matchups.
1: Well, I mean, we keep putting them out every day. So Sunday is going to be the end of the first round. And then we'll just survive and advance it's no other way it's just like march madness this is a regional and we're just going to keep advancing until we get down to just one winner so the fans out there have a say in it they can vote and if you don't like the way the vote's going, uh the vote's goading the vote's going this is what people do they comment don't comment go share it to your friends and tell them you want them on your side voting for something this is what happens people vote and it's like Mr. Brown, who votes for Gremlins, and he realized Gremlins is losing, so he comments on there like Gremlins is a much better movie. Trying to get you know some to influence the, uh, that the ain't masses. That gonna work. You gotta share it to your friends. I that's shared it too, one. man. It didn't didn't matter because I shared it too. All right, Santa's walking away with his.
0: So uh, when when do we doing the Die Hard versus the Grinch?
1: I don't know about Saturday or Sunday. But that's a
0: seven and ten. So everyone complaining that Die Hard's a ten seed. I think The Grinch is going to be a tough matchup.
1: It is a tough matchup. So if Die Hard wants to prove it's a Christmas movie, this is the opportunity. Here's your chance. And I don't care if it's the cartoon Grinch, if it's the uh, Jim Jim Carrey one, if it's the one that was reanimated a couple years ago. They all can count.
0: All right, so I have something on this real quick. I was going through work, I believe on Wednesday, and just mingling down on the floor, and I was just randomly pointing and saying, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And then one of my supervisors, I believe she's 20 or 21, uh, I was like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? She's like, The Grinch, but the original one. And I'm like, wow. How old are you? She goes, 2020, whatever she said. And I'm like,. <laughs> I'm like you, and you like the original Grinch, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, I just gained so much more respect for you, and then she's like, yeah, not that one after Jim Carrey. I'm like, oh, so you're saying the, the, original, Jim Carrey's the original? Original. I said, thanks for making me feel old. I'm gonna walk uh, away now. I don't even know that exists. What are you talking <laughs> That's what about? What I said is, I said like, there's one after Jim Carrey, and she's like, oh yeah, it was terrible.
1: Does she know about the one before Jim Carrey? She had
0: no clue, oh, no clue. And shoot. then, and then what? One, and You're a peanut butter and toadstool sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then speaking of the Grinch, I had another employee. I was like, "What's your favorite Christmas movie?" He's like, "You know, this one time, me and my buddy, we went out with this girl. She looked just like the Grinch." <laughs> and I'm like, "And that didn't stop either, did it?"
2: He goes, "Oh, absolutely not. That was a fun <laughs> night."
0: Uh, so, all I,
1: <laughs> yeah, for,
2: <laughs> all I gotta say, when we roll into the weekend for these ratings. As strongly as it was agreed to that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, if it doesn't run away with this first-round victory as a 10 seed, I'll be disappointed.
1: I will, too, because we specifically put Die Hard out there by itself before the bracket was released and just asked people if it was a Christmas movie. And universally, everybody said yes. And then when it was posted... People commented that saying, at least you have an official list because Die Hard's included.
0: Yep. Here's why I think it could lose. I'll tell you why. I think we're going to have a small upset. Oh, no, it's Actually, Grinch is the favorite. Never mind. I think the Grinch is going to win because, one, it's a strong Christmas movie. It is very and strong. Two, you're going to have your people who don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie is going to vote against it out of spite. Yep. We're
1: going to find out. I mean, That's, that, I that, that's how you yep. settle it, damn it. You <laughs> settle it on the court. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. <sighs>
1: uh, well, we, we hope to have this wrapped up around the 22nd or 23rd to, to crown the We Don't Know Sports official Christmas movie. And, you know, we will hold that banner and champion it forever. I still think it's going to be Christmas vacation no matter what. But we're giving it to the voice of the people. They're out there able to make a difference. So all you Nimrods out there listening to the show, make sure you vote and tell your friends. Share the page out. Show them what's going on. We want to crown a true winner. And the more influence we have, the better it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I've got to get some Gremlins votes. (laughs) Last but not least, it's time for us to finally talk about the NFL.
1: and I'm a little disheartened because Mr. Brown is sabotaging our Christmas movie polls that we just talked about because he just went out and solicited a bunch of Facebook groups from Gremlins to try (laughs) to overtake it. That's not true. And in the matter of five minutes, it has already happened. I hope you're happy. Bad Santa's going to lose because of you. I just
0: took your advice, okay?
1: This is devastating. I I can't even
0: explain the feeling. All I did was post it in 80s groups and let them decide for themselves, okay? You can... You're the one who went into freaking is bad Jerry Santa. This You went into bad Santa groups. You went real You're busting
1: illegals in to vote at the polling station. So not only did
0: I go in the gremlins groups, now I'm also in the mogwai groups.
1: Is this a mogwai group? You better believe it, Jack. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Don't get them wet. It's almost after midnight, damn it. You can't feed them. <sighs> Don't feed them after midnight. This is great. Uh, all right, so before we get into our... NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. We only had one game so far, and did we all miss the Thursday night game? Let's be honest with our fans out there. It was a 17-point spread,
2: and we thought the Jets would cover. We did, and we were very disappointed at how poorly they were able to execute in the first half after driving it down the field, so we may have possibly not watched Lamar be great I all the way through the I don't care about half. that.
1: I thought that the Ravens got up so much that Lamar would come out. They played him halfway through the fourth quarter.
2: The Ravens went uh, Patriot style, like up 40 <laughs> and you're still throwing.
1: No, oh, they did it was man, they were going for it on fourth and one on their own <laughs> no. thirty five because, you know, the analytics say that they're gonna get it. And it, they did. Yeah. No. So it just that's stupid, man. I hate that.
0: I mean he had a questionable tag leading up to the game. So I mean, you think they would have rested him down a stretch if they got that big lead and they just kept it on.
1: Hey, I watched the whole game. I know you guys did not, but there wasn't anything else on the Mountaineers were playing, I watched that, but that game was ugly quick. And I'm sorry, but Lamar Jackson's must-see TV for me. Like, I wanted to watch him. Like, he's on time. There's no other game one. I'm going to sit back and enjoy. And I know it's the Jets, so don't get excited. But he did not disappoint.
2: No, he was rock solid. I was surprised, just like you guys were, that he didn't come out late in the game because he had the questionable tag coming into it. But balled out again.
1: Well, I, I mean, I watched the game. Dude wasn't getting hit. Like he was he was oh. safe
2: in the first half he had a couple of runs he took a good shot on, but it was a shot up high, you know in the shoulder area, nothing against the legs, nothing in the head, and he's thick as a quarterback.
1: I just wanted to watch it all the way through so I could see the Mark Ingram interview at the end. then I'm
2: happy greatest hype man he's like the new Michael buffer. <laughs>
1: He he is uh, like, like we said today. I think Mr. Brown put it up. Find someone who loves you the way that Mark Ingram loves him, some Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah,
0: the way he looks at him. Yeah.
1: The way he, well, if you hear it, it's the same way. But it's if you feel that, to somebody that today at work, and they're like, that's almost creepy.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I said almost. <laughs> I said, look at him. He's undressing him with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, outside of of the the Ravens asserting their dominance on the lowly Jets who were playing with pretty much half a team because so many people were out. You know, we're, we're getting down to the the crunch time here. I mean, is there is there any surprises? Uh, is there anybody going to make a playoffs that you think has an outside shot? Like, are the Browns done? Do they sneak in? Are the Steelers going to get in? Like, what's going to happen here?
2: There's two teams I thought were dead in the water about five weeks ago as far Tennessee. as playoffs go in the AFC. Tennessee, Tennessee was one.
1: A oh, crazy
2: And uh, even though Pittsburgh had made a couple of trades and was playing better, I thought they were the other one. Now it looks like one of those two teams for sure makes the playoffs if Tennessee doesn't win the division.
1: I mean, it's really coming down to, like, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Houston somehow. Yeah. Because Houston keeps laying eggs. Like, they're the most inconsistent team there ever has been. I swear.
2: Game of the week for me this week is Houston, Tennessee matchup of the titans rolling with tennessee or with houston who we know how good they can be but who who are the texans they, you know you know reach cra- your
0: full potential ever yeah. you know what's crazy mr brown you know what the spread is on that game i'm not even sure what is it the titans are a three point favorite I, I can see that
1: i mean that's how much things have changed yeah. Tannehill, baby Tannehill, since so they bench Mariota, man what is he six and
0: one it's crazy
2: he is in the top five in the league in every statistical matter that matters since he began starting, and uh, he is with a win this week. I believe six and one. No, he is six and one with the win last mean, week. It's yeah. unreal. I mean,
1: if you're, margaritas. if you're a if you're a Dolphins fan, how do you feel right now?
2: <laughs> Tank for Tua. Just to hope you can get a quarterback as good as the Titans get. Tank
1: for two. I'd be tanking for the Titans. I'd quit following the Dolphins. <laughs> This is ridiculous.
2: Just another example of it depends where the talent is as a par, as opposed to how good the talent is.
1: All right, so we got a chance to see a, a big time matchup last week as the, the Niners went into Nolans and we saw we saw George Kittle pretty much just be a grown ass man. And I think you said it earlier. It was like watching, you know, the, the dad play with the kids in the backyard and the kids try to tackle him. Yep. I mean that that was great. I like you know we all watch Red Zone. You know we 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 have NFL Sunday Take. We watch any game. But Red Zone's easy. But did you not find yourself gravitating toward that game?
2: Game of the year. Awesome I mean, watch.
1: It, it was great. It was fantastic and and I I erroneously picked the Saints to win because they were at home and I thought the Niners who honestly Are if who you thought anybody they were going to yeah. be battle tested to come to the playoffs is it not the Niners?
2: Yeah, I agree. They've been through quite a bit. They've lost a few players on each side of the ball and they're still balling out.
1: Well, they've played like everybody. Yep. Like they're not they're not they're not being like the Alabamas of college football playing, you know, Wolford here. They're playing every top team in the NFL right now. They well, went I mean, through
2: a, a three week run like we all talked about. Packers, Ravens, Saints, how are they gonna do? Two out of three.
0: Yeah, you said a few weeks ago we was gonna know real quick who the Niners were. And uh, I think it shocks a lot of
1: people who they really are. And, like, despite the fact that, you know, they could have lost that game or whatever you want to say, I don't care. Like, they, to me, I'm still standing by what I said a week ago. I think, ultimately, we're more than likely, barring injury, going to get a Ravens 49ers rematch eventually. I I just, I I don't know how you can avoid it at this point.
2: Yeah, without injury, you'd really have to look that way. Both teams have been so dominant.
1: I mean, everybody else has question marks. These two teams, like, not, like the question marks on the Niners are, well, they just keep playing the best freaking teams mm-hmm. week in and week out, so they're close games.
2: But didn't the Niners not have three backs who could each have a 100-yard day? And Kittle is just a grown man. Kittle's awesome. And they got a couple different wide receivers. and D-lines. You know, out one range. thing I worry D-line about with the Niners is, uh, wasn't it last week, the Niners' center went out for the year? I don't know. He, I he's so. out. Yeah, I don't know if it's out for the year or not. That can make a big difference in how you operate with some of what they like to do. I just – I'm impressed. They're just playing great.
1: I mean, the the fact their running backs do what they do too. Like, Garoppolo's fine. Like, that's – you know, it's kind of good for them that people don't focus on Garoppolo because their defense is so good and their running backs are so good that nobody makes a big, big noise about the power of porn out there. So, you know, he's just out there doing his thing. But he's doing fine. But they're a complete team. Like, they can do anything they need to do to beat you. If they need to stop you in a run game, stop you with, you know, a bracket cover two defense. If they need to run the ball, if they need to throw the ball, whatever. They can do anything.
2: Yeah. And then when you look back to one thing like in preseason when they were talking about how Jimmy G was struggling so badly in practice, the season comes around and the Niners have one of the best defenses in the league and then some of that, self, some of that stuff explains itself. You know, too quick to jump on. This guy's not this or this guy is that, just like with Lamar. All
1: right. So, Biggie, since you are the resident Patriots fan, what are your thoughts heading here into uh, late December?
2: Oh, they're not good at all. See, there's <laughs> – Ah, uh, here's what always happens with the Patriots. <laughs> you roll through the early season – Typically, it's the opposite of what it is right now. They start out a little harder in September, and they get going in December. But last year at this time, didn't they just lose back-to-back games, and they couldn't cover, and they had Gronk playing back against the Dolphins? I don't follow
1: them as closely as you do, but I'm sure you'll tell me that's true.
2: I'm just saying. Don't count them out yet.
1: Where are they at in your power rankings, 10?
2: Uh, Whatever the last team is, I can have in the playoffs.
1: (laughs) This is the first time I ever remember like people actually saying we had the Patriots wrong. And I will say this. We need to bring this up. We didn't get to talk about this yet. As far as NFL fan bases go, the New England Patriots have overtaken everybody else by leaps and bounds as my most hated fan base. That's going to happen
2: when you win for that many years. I
1: was
0: going to really say it's not even because of the, what they're winning for me. It's, it's the it's, attitudes. It's, it's, yeah, it's like they're, they feel like they're untouchable.
1: They're entitled.
0: They're very, very entitled.
1: Like, you know, we, we have a habit of where it's fun to post stuff about the Cowboys all the time, right? Because the Cowboys are just fun to pick one. And you're
0: going to get a rise in one way or the other, and it, it, it sells.
1: God forbid you post something about the Patriots about one bad call, and then everybody loses their mind. And, and
0: the funny part about that meme was it wasn't even nothing that was vulgar. No. It at was, all. It,
1: It was just the angry face of Tom Brady.
0: One bad call in their dynasty, and it was like, it was three or four in one game. What game are you watching?
1: Everyone's against us.
0: People are calling us cheaters. We have the best coach and quarterback of all time.
1: All we do is win, and everybody's a bunch of haters.
0: You sound like Paul Bearer, but that's what they sound like. (laughs) Well, well, well. Undertaker. You know what's about to happen, right? You know what's about to happen. No. It's they, were, they were throwing the six rings up In the comments and all that So you know what it reminded me of These Patriots fans right now Are going to be what the Dallas Cowboy fans are right now See, for And me, they're going to be talking about the 90s And it's always be, the that's what's going to happen for, for Biggie That's going to be like six rings Not really Biggie he actually appreciates it. And I, Biggie that's understands good. football, and, but, he, and
1: Biggie's the guy like putting the Patriots at the ten in the power rankings, which we don't even
0: agree. I'm with. I'm just saying, when when it falls off, they could potentially be talking about the glory days for
2: years to come, and it'll, they'll be the new the Cowboys.
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest. Whoa, era, whoa, whoa, whoa!
2: I'm going to interrupt just one second go before ahead. you talk. Not the new Cowboys. They won three in four years. We got six after this year. Ten it's, Super Bowl appearances. Sound I'm like not, them. We're going to talk of past glory like days. Our, gla- like our glory them. days oh are better. Cut his mic You off. completely
0: missed the point there. It ain't about the number of rings. It's about you holding on to the glory days. Well, and you're going I mean, to That's all you're going to say is six. I mean, six when, when for the next 30 years. We're talking
1: about the present. We're talking about now. And, and, like, I like like As a Bengals fan, like, I hate <laughs> Steeler fans. I do. And they hate me, and that's fine. But like I don't Steeler,
0: know why they hate you, because was kind of irrelevant to them. We, exactly. You so are irrelevant.
2: Nobody hates the Bengals. Really. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but, you know, rewind, rewind three or four
1: years when we were actually making some playoff appearances here. Not that we were ever winning any games. But all people want to talk about is championships, look at the rings. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm trying to live in the here and the now. I'm trying to talk about this year. And I don't care – that you won in 1976. Okay, that congratulations. If you want to keep dwelling on that, you can. Let's talk about the here and the now. And I think what's going to happen is what you're mentioning, Mr. Brown, is the Patriots fans are spoiled. They're not used to this. When it falls off, it's going to fall off quick because they're tied to that coach and that quarterback. And the way the calendar works is they just happen to kind of arrive around the same time. So when one of them goes, the other one's not far behind. One of them is going to hold on too long and it's going to burn them a couple years. So you're going to have some down years. You're going to have some years where they're not quite where they are. And as an organization goes, I think the Patriots are great. Bob Kraft does a good job with how he orchestrates it. There's a few teams in football, the Patriots, the Steelers. I'll throw the Ravens in there. I mean, they always seem to be relevant somehow. It's like they're
0: never rebuilding.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then when they do rebuild, it's like for a year, and then all of a sudden they're a a threat to a dynasty again.
0: I mean, it's not like the Raiders are a – a Bengals or no. a team that feel, feels like they're always in a constant rebuild. Correct.
1: Like, even the Eagles, who just won a Super Bowl not long ago, like, they're not on the same plateau as those teams. They're not. Like, we're talking about teams that are consistently winning 10 games year in and year out. I think once one of those pieces moves away, Belichick or Brady, then that's, that's, that's the end.
2: Yeah, and but if, who is do you think the piece both? is going to be? Who's going to go first? But that's the likely outcome. The quarterback goes first. Brady Brady goes before Belichick.
1: Brady's already on overdue time at the library.
2: I agree. I mean, I love Tom Brady, but how many guys at that age are playing that well in any sport? It just doesn't happen. But I like listening to you guys talk about how when it goes, it'll go quick and ta-da-da. Well, yeah, you're going to have some unrealistic fans out there, but I'm not that guy. You're not not going to win 10 games for 37 straight years or playing the Super Bowl every year.
1: I'm not picking on you. You're real. I appreciate you because you appreciate football. What I'm talking about is people who think that everyone who disagrees with anything the Patriots ever do are just haters. Like well, you know
2: I mean. what sucks, and this is one thing. From a guy you've known me my whole life, I've always been a diehard Patriots fan. You, when you win that much, it's like what the Warriors did where they won. All of a sudden, people who didn't know anything, they were diehard Warriors fans. Now where are they? You end up with a bunch of those people, and those are the people that own the Like internet. How
1: many Patriots fans are going to exist six or seven years from now?
2: Probably about half of what do now. I,
1: exactly. And that's fine. I get the people jump on the bandwagon. That's what we do. It's flavor of the week. It's what's exciting. It's where we, we gravitate to. But, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a bigger fan than any of you freaking Patriot fans are because I'm a Bengals fan. If I can stick <laughs> by a team that's won one game this year, what does that say about my character, damn it? But th- that's not the point the point is i think when it goes away what we've seen is all these entitled patriot fans come out of nowhere and they just they blew us up this week like it's insane they took over our page because of one post it is insane so much to the point where we had like people coming out and messaging us like it's a shame that you guys have to go through what you have to go through. I had
0: people lowering our rating yeah, just
2: because I, of that?
1: Like you just don't like something we post because you didn't like you didn't think it was one hundred percent pro Patriots. So you you said we we're a bad business.
2: That's bush league.
1: It's I mean,
0: bush like league. we have roasted our own teams worse than this meme.
2: Absolutely. Like
0: I said to the guy.
1: I made a video about the Bengals winning one game and acting like it was yeah. the greatest thing ever. And
0: a viral post that you made, 1.3 million views, was on my Braves. Right. And that's their biggest viewing video and, to date. And we post one thing
1: about the Patriots, about how they lost the game, and everyone wants to get us banned from social media. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
2: Let's think about how much good that will do for the page when something crazy happens in the playoffs or bad. Depending on... Well,
1: all I know is that they're having to cheat against the Bengals. You know they're getting desperate. (laughs) Let's be honest. You guys ready to do some lead pipe stone cold locks?
0: Let's do it.
1: Hit the music! Well, we already talked about the Thursday night game. And once again, we all revolutionized the way we pick.
0: We either all get it right or all get it wrong. And we more than likely
1: get it wrong on a Thursday. It's crazy. It was 17 points. We thought, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't going to play a full game because of the injury and whatnot. Oh, well, we screwed up. Let's move on to bigger and better things. We got the battle of the black and blue division, the NFC North, the Chicago Bears on the road against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, a mere three-and-a-half point home favorite.
2: I like the Packers at home with that lower cover. Tough game. Packers-Bears is always tight, but I like the Packers at home.
0: I mean, the Bears played a nice game last week and destroyed our the Cowboys. Thursday night game again. Uh, but uh, I think the Packers will be too much. They're at Landlo, right? Correct. I'm also
1: taking the Packers at home. I already wrote down Mr. Brown's prediction too because I thought it was pretty obvious. I can't – what does Vegas know that we don't? Why is this only three and a half uh, That's kind of weird. Like, Who's hurt? Who's got meningitis that we don't know about? Something's wrong. Well, moving to a more uh, realistic spread, the Denver Broncos are on the road against the Kansas City Chefs. They're a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite.
2: I will take the Broncos with the road cover. They are a new team with Lockett quarterback.
1: I like that. hmm
2: I like the Chiefs to win, but I all like right, the Broncos Brown, to come.
1: This is an interdivisional matchup.
0: I, know, I heard the Broncos play last week and destroyed – it was the Texans, correct? It was the Yeah, Texans. the
2: week after they destroyed the Patriots. God, right. Nine and a half? I think
1: that's right. So, was that a letdown from the Texans? Is that all that was? I, I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm also going Chiefs because I just – you know, I'm with you on the lock thing, and but I think the Chiefs have got to get serious here. They got to make a run to get a good seed in the playoffs. It's now or never. They, they well, got to
0: show that they're they're the opponent for the Ravens. They're the a playoffs. dominant team.
1: Yeah, they got to show the. Way. They might have beat the Ravens in September, but nobody cares, right?
2: I, uh, I agree with what you said there. I, Patriots are good defensively. They only put up three points in the second half last week. Mahomes having X-rays on his hand. I like him to win, just not to cover.
1: All right, I respect that. Alright, this might be the serendipitous game of the week. The Houston Texans on the road against your fighting Mike. Mike Rables. Rables,
2: give them to me. What's the spread? The Titans are a three point home favorite. Give me the fighting Mike Rables. <laughs> it's
0: a fighting Tannehills. So I'm going with the Titans as well. It's not the margaritas anymore? No. I can't can't believe this, but we're all taking the
1: Titans. I'm just taking them because they're at home. It's a close spread. If they can't cover three at home, then they
0: don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And you two have been in love with the Texans all year.
1: I know, right? Well, I have Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team, but I have played Kirk Cousins more lately. I
2: am am typically bigger on the Texans than I have been this week.
0: All right, moving on, let's get this, is, you know, a game. Oh, you know, we forgot your lone Wolf, but we can't we, do that again. We got a I'm
1: game shrouded in controversy here. You
0: have the
1: New England Patriots on the road going into the Queen City, Cincinnati. They are a 10.5 point favorite, but they were cheating before the game even started. So who do you got?
2: I have the Patriots covering by 27.5. a half. 27. I
1: only need ten of that.
0: <laughs> Why would they cheat with the Bengals? It's like they want to learn how to be bad. I That's desperate. What, what are you taping there? What You're
2: not desperate. to
1: do? I mean, we just lost two in a row. We got to fix something.
2: I love that it gets made out to that big of a deal because I follow their production crew series they put out. Made out to?
1: It's just the facts are what they are. Facts don't care about your feelings.
2: Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like they're the
1: Astros
0: times twenty. You know, it's, no one cares.
1: It's yeah. So. Exactly. Everybody I, I, does. I'm going to
0: go with the Bengals.
1: You think they're going to cover that 10 and a half?
0: Yeah. They oh, do pissed Cincinnati. off any dog.
1: So, I wish I could take my Bengals in this situation, but I think the Patriots are going to come out pissed off. And I think they're going to make a statement. I think they're going to beat the Bengals by four touchdowns. I'm just saying it because of the Patriots fans. I'm just, ugh. You just want to give a big middle finger
0: to them. Yeah, I can't I, wait. I, I think they're going to win, but I just, I can't.
2: All right.
1: How about going on Seattle – Making an East Coast trip to Carolina, where Seattle is a five-and-a-half-point road favorite.
2: Typically, I hate that West Coast team coming to the East, unless I think they're the clear favorite. I did this a couple weeks ago where I thought the Raiders were better because I drank the Kool-Aid and I was dead yeah. wrong. This time, I'm right. Seahawks cover. They're a ton better than frickin' Panthers.
0: Now the Black Cat curse, right? Yep. 0-5 Panthers? Yeah. No. It's going to go to 0-6. I'm going Seahawks.
1: I'm also taking the Seahawks just because I think the Panthers are going to be a wreck the rest of the year without Ron Rivera at the helm. People don't realize how good of a coach he is.
0: And why did I forget the lone wolf for the Bengals, too? We're, we're, we we got to do a better job
2: of oh that. Oh, my gosh. Well, we have. Wait where? a minute. This,
1: is, this has been a recurring theme here as we've passed week 10. We've had a few weeks where we struggle with the lone wolves. So, Biggie picked the Broncos as a lone wolf. Right. So, can I get a horse sound?
2: No, <laughs> 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 no, <neighborhood. laughs>
1: Neighborhood? What? <laughs> is <an> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right. Mr. Brown, bring us back to reality with you picking the bingles as long as we Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. I can tell if that's a meow or a well.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> New thing. Instead of a wolf sound, you make the sound of whatever team the mascot is. Go.
1: I think we just do the biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Paul,
2: Paul now. Bear now. <laughs> that's who he sounds like.
1: I'm the take guy. All
0: right, the so
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the road against... The Detroit Lions. This is terrible. The Bucks are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Nobody's watching this game, but we have to pick it. This is a terrible one.
2: This is a terrible game to pick because the Bucs are on the road. Both teams suck. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to cover on the road.
0: I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well because I don't even know who the quarterback is for the Lions. <laughs> it's that guy that's on third – I don't know.
1: He's a rookie, but he sucks. I can't pronounce his name. Anyway, I'm also taking the Bucs just because – I don't know. It's no, not, Mike Evans, stats, I'll still
2: take the Bucs because I saw this thing where Jameis Winston has the same stats as Peyton Manning in his whatever season in the NFL. Well, I mean, Peyton touchdowns, Manning did interceptions. have a
1: couple really bad seasons, but let's be honest, Jameis Winston is no Peyton
0: Manning. He's just throwing – because he's behind every game. He's got to throw 60 times a game. Bruce Aarons the, Lions is Lions save the franchise. Lions are so bad.
2: God, the Lions are bad. All right,
1: let's follow up the Bucs and Lions of the great game with the Dolphins on the road to the Meadowlands. Taking on the Giants, who are a three point home favorite.
2: The Dolphins are a plus three? Yes. Give me the Dolphins, plus three.
0: Who's
1: quarterbacking the, the That's Giants. what I was going to ask. Has anybody done the research to see if Daniel Jones is playing?
2: I've heard that he will be back in as starter this week.
1: All right. I'm, I know who I'm taking.
0: Mm.
2: Mr. Uh, Brown, TikTok. Whatever you think I'm going to talk you into, do the opposite, and you'll get right. <laughs>
0: right. We got to catch Biggie. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Giants. The G man, ah. That's
1: not helping me. I'm also taking the Giants. So Biggie, you're the lone wolf. Let's hear that dolphin noise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Snowflake.
1: What's the? People can't see the hand motion, but that means. That, <laughs>
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Jim Carrey was really oh, good at that. Oh, really. man,
1: Snowflake's not walking through that tunnel. Um, you know what sucks is we didn't even mention it. You know, Mr. Brown's only one game ahead of me in these in these
0: picks for the season. Yeah, and you tried to steal it last week. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, I always share everything we can edit as needed. I'm sorry that I forgot how the, you know, plus and minuses were.
0: Either You've been way, saying for seven weeks you're on my heels, and you just—it keeps getting close. I'm one game behind you, one yeah.
1: game.
2: Chad Mark had such a poor start to the season that a hot streak <laughs> has not caught him up yet.
1: It was week two and week three is really what set me yeah. back. Just think I- if
2: you wouldn't have done that one method on reverse
0: that one week. I know if oh, I wouldn't that have pulled the Costanza. Yeah,
1: I mean because I only I went six and ten that week. I'd have been ten. I'd be in second right now. I'd be trying to challenge Biggie, but that's that's all for naught. Instead, we're going to have to talk about how the Eagles are on the road as a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Redskins.
2: Give me the Eagles to cover on the road. I love that new running back they have who he may or may not Carson play, Reds. but his name's Boston Scott.
0: I like him.
1: Boston Scott. Yeah.
0: Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Uh, the Eagles are the most up-and-down team in the NFL with the talent that they have. I don't see why they wouldn't cover against the Redskins, so I've got to give the Eagles.
2: Five and a half—it's a touchdown, baby.
1: Well, now you're going to make me be a racist because I'm taking the Redskins to cover that five and a half, and if we're having to do noises for the lone wolf that the mascot does, I'm just going to do what the Redskins do whenever they see Carson Wentz in that offense, and that's they laugh. So when they laugh, they just go,
2: "Ha ha 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 ha!" Stick that peace <laughs> pipe back in your mouth, there, <laughs> Chief.
1: The Cleveland Browns are on the road against the fighting Kyler Murrays, and the Browns are a three-point favorite on the road going into Glendale.
2: You know, this one's another one of those where I don't really like either team, so it's a little tough to pick. But with the Browns still having a glimmer of playoff hope, I'd like the Browns to win on the road. And Arizona's been really bad lately.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with my boy, little midget boy, Kyler Kyler Murray.
2: Murray. So you'll pick him, but you don't like bad Santa with a midget in it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> He'd rather he likes the gremlins, those are the really short guys.
2: Yeah.
1: So don't, I'm also beat them
0: bitches after the midnight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> midnight. <laughs> I'm also going with the fighting Kyler Murray's. So Biggie. <laughs> that's the dog bound lone wolf right there. Congratulations on being a lone wolf on the brownies. How you feel about that? <laughs> Not
2: good at all. In
1: this game it's who all cares. Right. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the road against the Autumn Wind, the Oakland Raiders. This is
2: another one of those games that's tough to pick because they both suck. The Raiders are
1: a six and a half point favorite.
2: As hard as it is with both teams sucking, this is the last game in Oakland in the black hole. They're going to do this whole thing. Charles Woodson's out there. He's lighting the flag or some dot, dot, dot. Raiders win by double digits.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that about Woodson. You stole my thunder. But uh, Jacobs is back this week, so I'm also going Raiders. All I can say is ditto. I mean, it's how can you not take the Raiders.
1: This is the last game of the Coliseum. Give it to him, maybe. Yeah. All right. Minnesota is on the road against the Chargers, and those, the Vikes are a one-and-a-half-point
2: road favorite. This line makes no sense to me. Give me the purple people eaters. San Diego is, like, the hardest team to pick when you're doing lines. I never yeah, know what to Yeah, but it's only
1: one-and-a-half point.
2: Yeah, so Minnesota wins by three and they're good.
1: Yeah, you're good.
2: I'm going Vikings.
1: I'm also going Vikings because the the Chargers just lose all these close games anyway. So we'll we'll just make it a clean spread. And it's too close of a spread. All right, the Falcons. Here's a big one. On the road against the 49ers. Finally back at home. The Niners are a 10.5 point favorite against the Dirty Birds.
2: Oh. God, this one's a tough one to pick for me because. It is a tough one. I really, I mean, the Niners win. I just don't know that they, the Falcons have a way of a backdoor. I, uh, Spin it out. Give me the Falcons for the cover.
0: Wow. Mr. I'm going Red. Niners. Ridley's out for the year.
1: I'm also taking, uh, you know, Markey's good Goodwin's out for the year, but I don't think it's the biggest nah. loss is Ridley. So yeah. I'm also taking the Niners. Biggie, give me a Falcon. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Cuckoo. laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get this one. I hope we get a lone wolf here. The Rams on the road against the Cowboys. The Rams are only a one-point favorite in Jerry's world.
2: So for the last time this year and in my life, I'm going to pick the talented team that I don't understand how loses because they're so poorly coached. Take and I'm going to take Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh,
0: wow. What's the spread? One.
1: Oh, so it's picking pretty much. Pretty much, but technically the Rams are the favorite.
0: I'm going to pick the Rams and hope that's Biggie's the lone wolf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you did right there because I also picked the Rams because I am not picking the Cowboys. We picked the Cowboys on Thursday, and we got humiliated by our fans. They're like, why are y'all picking the Cowboys still? I didn't know Mitchell Trubisky was going to walk through that door the way he did, so I'm taking the Rams. Biggie, you're the lone cowboy.
2: Nice. Hey there, partner. Nice. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> yeah! Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> wow!
0: <laughs> hey, ladies. Cowboys fan here. <laughs> that was
2: freaking great. 10-gallon hat.
0: Dude, I am
1: usually the guy not to worry about the F-bombs. I'm telling you, at least five different occurrences I've had to bite my tongue. Hey, it's today. been bad. Today? Yes. Wow. I don't know. Just now, I almost said that was effing hilarious. You doing the Dolphins fan imitation? <laughs> Philippe Carviano, or whatever his name is. Come
2: on the show so we can roast you.
0: Get on here,
1: Dolph- Dolphins fan Yeah.
2: Before you go one further, the Rams, we were talking earlier, teams that we thought were dead in the water. Are they not kind of the biggest change in the, the I never NFC? thought they
1: were dead in the water. I thought the rest of the NFC just sucked.
0: Really?
2: What are they, 8-5? Uh, yeah, but there was a time where they were getting blown out and Sean McVay lost playing everything. They were teams. All of a sudden, now they're blowing everybody out.
1: Because now they're not playing good teams, yeah. and they're going to continue that by playing a not good Dallas team.
2: Oh yeah, I'll lose this one. Let's
1: Speaking of, I right, here here's my. This might be the toughest game of the week. Nobody circles the wagons quite like Bill's dad and the Buffalo Bills, who go into Three Rivers and Pittsburgh,
0: mm, where the
2: Steelers one. are a one-point favorite. To me, this is uh, another really, really tough. Game to pick? Well, oh, clearly it's a pick. Ah, uh, <laughs> here, here's the—it's a pick 'em. We'll pick 'em. I'm on the Bills. Week after week, I don't see how the
0: Steelers can keep up because I look at their quarterback play. I know they're scrapping and they're clawing, Duck. and their defense <laughs> is keeping them in games. But I, I've got to go Bills. I think the Bills could uh, win by seven.
1: So like, I already had my name wrote down on the Bills. There, I just don't see. I like the Bills. I wasn't a big believer in. They roll in Thanksgiving and destroy the Cowboys. They had a strong, strong effort against the Ravens, who I think the Ravens are clearly the best team in football. Few
2: plays in that game, and it's in overtime.
1: I I mean, so like – Singletary showing up. How can I not go with the Bills here? So I I think that's a clean sweep. Last but not least, the Monday nighter, the the nightcap for the week, the Indianapolis Colts are on the road against Nolans, who's a a
2: nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. The Colts fight. They play hard. They typically cover. Not this week.
0: Oh, so you baited me in there. I- I'm also going to go Saints because I think they'll come back after the Niners game. I, I- I'm with you. Like, I- I'm sorry. I think the Colts are dead
1: in the water. I think they've they fought the valiant fight. They've done all they can. They just ain't got the
0: manpower.
1: They yep. don't have the depth. They don't have the talent to keep up. They- they're they're slacking in the the. Saints, they got something to prove. Is here. it
0: Nolans? Nolens. Is it Nolens? Per- Nolens! Is that where it is? Personal note.
1: Or is uh Hulk Hogan said at WrestleMania, the silver note.
2: Yeah. New Orleans.
1: <laughs> New Orleans.
2: No, it's Nolans.
1: Nolens. N A W L I N S. Gumbo.
0: Nolens! Alright, so uh Bone Wolf, right? Oh, you picked the Saints. No, so. no, I was want to hear. I was co- want <laughs> to hear a coach. I sound. appreciate <laughs> that.
1: I appreciate that. As bad as we've been about the Lone Wolves, but to hear Biggie make various animal sounds week in and week out, it's always worth it.
2: I'll bring my so, a game next week. You'll hear everything.
1: If if I'm to pass Mr. Brown here, uh, it's only going to happen because I don't. I don't know. I think we picked every game the same. Every game <laughs> that is ridiculous to me. Nope. You picked the Bengals to cover That's against the gonna Patriots. That's going to be my downfall. The Bengals. You picked my team.
0: <laughs> That's how I bury you. You, <laughs>
1: you If you <laughs> separate from me for picking that, uh, that is
0: unbelievable. Be great. But
1: wait a minute. I also picked the Redskins to cover against uh, the Eagles. Then it's a wash. Those are the only two games that were oh, different. Oh, it's oh, a
2: different oh, wash. Oh. No, it's ha <laughs>
1: ha Anyway, those were your week 15 NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. And Mr. Brown, keep him in your thoughts and prayers, emotional outbursts, seances, whatever you want to do. He's going under the knife next week. He's getting his neck cut, son. His neck's getting cut. And we're going to be here for him. We're going to bring him cake and ice cream as soon as he comes out of surgery. But
0: Mr. Brown, any parting words in case you don't come back next week? Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Like like my daughter said, she was like, I said, are you nervous for me? Because she said, it's coming up soon. I'm like, I asked her, are you nervous for me? She goes, Yeah, I'm nervous because fifty percent chance you'll be paralyzed. <laughs> I'm like, this show that, has that's been a twelve brought year brought you, old girl.
1: This show has been brought to you by spinal paralysis. <laughs> if you need a neck fusion surgery, you better think about it twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I didn't say that. Oh,